Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, Reason Magazine points out that Donald Trump is completely against mail-in voting. The headline is, America is going to vote by mail. We are not ready. And it 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 cites this tweet that wasn't it was from a few days ago of Donald Trump saying with universal mail in voting, not absentee voting, which is good. 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. So this was maybe in a week ago where he says delay the vote until people can vote securely. He said the same thing, stuff like that, about if Hillary wins, we have to look into how they're illegal immigrants, and I'm not sure I will accept the outcome of the election and all that. And it occurred to me when I was reading this quote or tweet or whatever it was, that that he probably will win against the polling and he and his words will be used against him because no one will accept the results of the vote and they'll say, well, you were right. Mail-in voting can be screwed with and you do control the post office. And then later in this exact article, after I'd already written that, like, wow, that's I can see this coming, of course, because they were probably teeing me up to it. Reason said this could come back to haunt Republicans who win in November. So they're setting us up for this dispute. And I think that this is the mail-in voting is going to juxtapose with more wrong polling and that we're we're probably it's going to be everyone says it. Maybe they're just teeing us up for a nothing burger, but everybody says this is going to be the hairiest voting ever. Yeah, I think it will. I think the same goes the other way and that the Democrats are not using the same language as Trump, but they're implying that they're not going to accept the outcome of the election either. And we have Stacey Abrams leading up that charge. Speaking of the vote, the mail-in voter issue. I think that they are not going to accept it and they're going to use his words against him. I think he's going to, this makes me think he's going to win. Yeah, I think he's going to win too. And that will, Stacey Abrams or whoever gets to use his own quotes against him in addition to all that other stuff. So yes, I think all signs are pointing to that. Seems like it might, would be a backup plan in in another situation. Let's go ahead and delegitimize the election in case we don't win. But this seems to be their primary method is just, let's just destroy the election before it happens so we can go ahead and lay the groundwork for discrediting it. Well, it's been my theory since... Well, the theory, I've had this theory for a while and I've observed evidence for it for now 20 years that every single presidential election in that amount of time has been cursed with rumors of illegitimacy from I've I've said this many times. So for me, the elections, the two party system is now solely for the conflict. It's solely for the conflict. So the elections are there not to make us agree on who the executive is, but to make us disagree. Over. Yeah, it's the tribal battle. It's the warfare. And the tribe. It's so ridiculous. Congress is teeing up, is is serving up $4 trillion deficits, and Trump is signing them. There's yeah. no no genuine conflict here. 
None. That's why this thing is all a distraction to make you think they put all the conflict at the surface. Yeah. So that you don't really focus on the fundamental, which is we don't buy. Many of us do not buy this stuff. Our representatives would not have our consent to vote on this stuff outside the realm of the legal. I just (laughs) I'm frustrated beyond words at this point. Well, they do try to frustrate us. That is what they're trying to drive us mad, I think. Nevada mail-in voting law previews looming 2020 legal battles over the ballot. Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak signed a bill into law on Monday that dramatically expands mail-in voting in the state, including sending every registered voter a mail-in ballot rather than requiring voters to request one. The Trump campaign filed a lawsuit on Wednesday trying to stop this legislation, arguing that it is unconstitutional and... What Nevada did, they did not only automatically send ballots to everybody who's registered, but they're also legalizing vote harvesting. Vote harvesting is a practice that allows individuals other than the voter to fill out and return his or her ballot. That's the problem. That is the problem right there. I actually don't mind the idea, especially just in theory. I mean, it's always about the details and the execution. But if you took every registered voter... With and made sure I don't know how you do this. Maybe send them ahead of time a postcard that says, "If this is your address, send this postcard back, and we'll send you a mail-in ballot. You don't have to ask for it or anything. Just send it back. Then we know that you're there, and put the barcode on it that attaches to that voter. And then you can take that ballot with you on election day, or you can deliver it to some place in advance, or you could put it in the mail." as long as it can postmark by X day, I I think. And then you have a paper trail, which is how you can do a good audit. But the harvesting means that you, it's like it breaks the evidentiary chain. You know, you can't, you don't have it anymore. So you really don't know. Yeah, there was a scandal in a North Carolina election, I believe in 2018, where voter harvesting caused the election to get thrown out because the Republicans were, They were cheating, essentially. I've heard, yes, I've heard repeatedly, repeatedly from insiders that it's the, I I know, I've seen the Democrat, evidence of Democrats cheating, but I've read many times and seen some evidence of the fact that the Republicans cheat. Yeah. So they cheat. It's just funny. It's funny. I mean, at some level, I'm sure the stuff is coordinated and you don't even get on the ballot if you're not approved by the upper echelon. But the actual voting that both sides are cheating, that's just I don't know why. Yeah, they're going to try and cheat always. They will always try and cheat and try to get away with it. It's funny because both sides, the rank and file on both sides gets mad when he you, gets irate yeah. at the other side for their cheating. We don't cheat. Only they cheat. Only half of America <laughs> no. is always wrong and we're always They're right. They're cheaters. They're Democrats. They're cheaters. They're, They're Republicans. Cheaters. Yeah. I mean, how can you not know that they cheat and we don't? They're bad and we're not. I mean, it's just funny. And to therein me. lies so, the, true, the true skill of propaganda right there is to create that environment. Yes, the, the two... The two-party PSYOP, truly uh-huh. a PSYOP. The, the laws, just, uh, yeah. ver- there's a couple more things on this. The laws have varying yeah. levels of flexibility in different states, but the Nevada laws allows voters to designate any person to return the ballot. So you can go to the door and you can convince them. It's almost like trying to be the executor of somebody's will. Yeah. See, I think that's where you should need to get actual written permission in person. Like even if like the absentee ballot thing, even if... Yeah. 
you should, there should be a process. If they can send people to your house to collect for the census, they should be able to bring to you and say, okay, you cannot make it out. I'm going to bring this to you personally. You've got to sign this form. Tell me who your designated vote person is. Yeah, but it needs time, which is why this is going to be a massive cluster, especially when the post office is pulling back on overtime. I mean, come on. Now, this article goes on to give a hilarious example of voter problems. The director of Honest Elections, Jason Sneed, said in the article, I don't want to be melodramatic. One of the things that folks don't know about the Titanic is that they were sailing into an area of the ocean with icebergs. They knew that and they did it anyway. And they sailed at full speed and they were absolutely confident that they could manage the crisis if anything happens. And we all know that they hit an iceberg and sank. Primary elections have already exposed the challenges of rapid vote-by-mail implementation. Former Democratic state representative Stacey Abrams said that her primary ballot arrived with the return envelope sealed and Democrat Georgia Senate candidate John Ossoff didn't receive his primary ballot in time to vote for himself by mail. So Stacey Abrams and John Ossoff have already had their vote <laughs> suppressed in the state of Georgia. Therefore, we must implement vote by mail across the country. What That's a what joke. That's for not outing Brian Kemp as the most incompetent election official ever. But I want to say something about the Titanic, which may be relevant. I believe the Titanic may have been a haystacking assassination of John Astor. I've heard that theory. Yeah, I think that because just too many things went wrong. And really, an early, and the Lusitania was in that point. So at that around that time, our fearless leaders had no problem killing innocent civilians on the open seas for political purposes. What's up, guys? I talk about Neighbors Feed and Seed a lot, and not just because they offer everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle, but also because of the way that they conduct business. They give you the kind of personalized attention you don't get anywhere else. In fact, Bill from Neighbors is making propaganda report listeners a priority. He's given his private number to anyone who calls or emails the store so that he can personally make sure you get what you need. You're going to want to take them up on that offer. So go to NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. You can find their info on the contact page. And if you're in the Smyrna area, be sure and check out Neighbors' all-new Farmer's Market on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And a lot of things can get buried at sea and never get discovered. So That is true. I, I can tell you something close to sea, the truth of which will be buried forever and never be known. The Beirut explosion, which occurred... In that, in the port of Beirut, which is big, is their biggest port. So if they can't use the ports for their rebuilding, they their overland routes are Syria and Israel, which that area seems to be heating up. That's for sure. But I told you, I thought my theory was that this was a way for them to, you know, it's like an arson of a of a business that's going under. Yeah. Macron, the president of France, said yesterday. This explosion is the beginning of a new era. <laughs> Lebanon is in need of change and a new political contract. So right away, he says what I thought would be the only possible reason to blow that thing up anyway. And of course, the government is blaming it on Hezbollah because they have like pocket terrorists so they can just, you know, blame them for whatever. Yeah. But... Anyway, so I'm just saying, I believe that what happened, I personally believe, not telling you what to believe, 
that what happened in Beirut was the equivalent of burning your your failing business down. Yeah. And these vultures jump on these either natural crisis or created crisis and take advantage of them. And I, I think that stuff was stored there. I have no reason not to think that. But when someone was thinking, what what Twin Towers event can we have here? Oh, we've been holding up that ammonium nitrate for a while. Let's just let's blow it up. Yeah. yeah. Blow it up. Did you <laughs> hear the story so- about the professor who made a fake account? There was a COVID death hoax in Broyles, Arizona State University, as a professor was busted posing online as a bisexual American Indian who died of coronavirus. Here's what happened. This is a former assistant professor of neurology at Vanderbilt University. Her name is Bethann McLaughlin. She created a fake Twitter account four years ago, as I said, posed as a queer indigenous Arizona State University professor, and she tweeted out social justice messages, hashtag me too messages online. She was very much an activist through this other account, and she would interact with herself from her real account and interact with her fake account, talking to herself. And then- Oh, so she could say stuff like, you're so awesome? Yes, and she did that. <laughs> she, di- she defended herself. <laughs> through with her fake account. She was her own white knight? Yes. Because she got something happened with one of her jobs, so she was defending herself through her fake account. But last Friday, she announced from her real account that the fake professor that she created had died of the coronavirus. And she went so <laughs> far as to create an online Zoom memorial that many people attended. Because she had been communicating with other people through this other account, so they believed her to be a real Arizona State professor. And it couldn't be verified or because the shutdown over the past couple of months when she's been doing a lot of this activity, nobody's at school. So she can get away with it because it's digital, it's virtual. And she came out and she admitted it and she apologized for it to the New York Times. This is what happens when you're not allowed to question people who play this identity politics victim card Every time they respond to something, when you're not allowed to question, people like this can get away with anything. And there's been plenty of other schemes like this where people have used GoFundMe's to raise a bunch of money. This is why we have to be allowed to question. I wonder if she was uh, had thought of maybe assuming that other persona at some point, the way that that NAACP chick yeah. identified as black, even though she wasn't. Rachel I mean, Dozier or something. Yeah, yeah, that may be a a convenient way to go, or Elizabeth Warren, for that matter. I'm sure she got lost in that character if she was doing that for a long enough time. I wonder why she killed it. But yeah, I do wonder. There, there is that I just saw across the Daily Mail. People laugh at me for getting notifications from the Daily Mail for some reason, even though it's supposedly in England. Maybe their U.S. arm is here. They always get me the headlines first, and they're not wrong. They had a lot of Epstein stuff along the way. Anyway, so I just saw a headline that the COVID deaths surged to 2,000 in one day, and Fauci says, this does not bode well. You know, it's like a real, this is a sign of bad things to come. He didn't actually say bode well or or anything that people would not necessarily know what it meant. He's like, this is bad, you know, something like that. And uh, he, I, I was beginning to think, couple of things on this one is that the masks that the hypervigilance about the masks which is now spreading elsewhere it was always in california but like now it's everywhere just as it's the summer and the kids are whatever it just seems to be 
a time when it's abating and no longer surging. And I really think at this point, I really believe this now for the first time, that the masks are meant to prolong the crisis because all the things that or many of the things that are considered earmarks of COVID from lung problem, hypoxia, tachycardia, kidney problems, all of those things have been associated with mask wearing. So yeah. I feel like this is what's happening. And the dehumanization of people the uh, with digital, the digital world, have, making people lose their humanity, the mask even further that. I absolutely have something to say about that. But yes, that is true. So there, so a, a lot, what dovetails with the Fauci thing is all these rules that uh, surround going back to school and testing. And we talked about like group testing recently. I think all these things, and then with the rules of going back to school, they have all these quarantine triggers, like they're breaking the classes up into different, like 10 kids and every other day kind of thing, instead of 20 kids on the same day. And if anybody's sick, everybody gets quarantined. And then that can really have a, a kind of, you know, a web effect of just you could just quarantine so many people once that happens but you need that group circumstance you need that testing and you need the quarantine rules so something came out of georgia which you talked about yesterday 90 teachers something like that 90 workers in the school district forced to quarantine and i'm like they're they were forced to quarantine because there are laws forcing them to quarantine the whole second grade class yeah, and that's how the that's how the I think that's how the back to school rules are being written. I've certainly heard a couple of examples of that. But then just about the mask thing, did you hear about the Colorado Karens? I saw the headline, but tell me the details. Yeah. So they're volunteers and it was so weird because in the article it said now these guys are just st- sitting in their cars counting masks and i thought guys you're not allowed to say anymore any kind of complete socialist thing yeah, don't so gender me bro yeah so they're all freaking girls they're all karens it's a chick thing for sure i mean that's how my stereotype is playing this and they're they're not like throwing coffee in people's faces like the chick in manhattan beach did you see that video yeah. from yesterday two guys Walking down with no mask and Manhattan Beach, like all UV, it's probably it's hot, it's summer, it's California. You're just drinking coffee and on the beach this anyway. Chick, yeah, she throws the stuff in his face and and I think ripped his shirt, attacked him. This little chick, this big dude. I'm surprised he didn't just swat her away. Jeez. But anyway, so these Karens aren't getting hostile yet. But what they're looking for is they're counting mask compliance and they're going to try to associate it with more or fewer positive tests. Now, now that could be less scientific and more easy to manipulate. And I just feel like this is where we're going. And I can't say, say that again. They're, they're going to associate. They're going to try to see as as Karen's count masks. If in that locality, the positive rates of testing go up or down with mask law compliance. Oh, so they were counting the number of people wearing masks yeah, that were like, like coming so, by. And I probably see. how many people altogether there were yeah. and how many weren't. Really, it'd probably be easier to count how many people weren't wearing masks because I actually did go down to Santa Monica a couple of weeks ago and I just kept forgetting and I walked down the street yeah. and I didn't have a mask on, but every, I was the only one and I really thought some Karen was going to throw coffee in my face. I've done that. And I, I kept yeah. putting it back on my face. I was like, oh, I forgot. I keep going to the store forgetting that every store around here has now made mask mandatory and I'll walk in and I'll look up and I'll go, 
and I got to yeah. turn back around and I got to go drive home. And so I thought about taking my shirt off and covering my face. With I had my shirt to do that the first the day, day it came down when I was in Riverside County. It came down and I was going to the store and I got my son. I made my son take his shirt off so I could wear it and run in and buy a mask. I, I wonder if they would look down on me for doing that, for, for being shirtless and going in as long as I had my face covered. They said, at least this guy covered his face. Over your face. I yeah, thought about that. Hey, look, my shirt has a mouth on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my shirt is a little rolling That looks pretty shirt, funny. I wish so I could take I, a picture of that. <laughs> maybe I'll do it in the DPP tonight. What, what is that? the shirt on. That's a Rolling it's, Stone shirt? It's the Stones. It's a big, giant Rolling Big, giant Stone. tongue on that shirt. Big, yeah. Jagger mouth. But it's funny if I wear it on my face. I should do that. I should totally, this should be my new mask. It'd be a great mask. There was a chick on an airplane who had, supposedly she had a Black Lives Matter shirt on, but she had F this, but spelled out, F-E-C-K, whatever, yeah. something. Didn't say what. And it probably said this mask or something. It probably had nothing to do with Black Lives Matters. It probably had a lot to do with the fucking mask. She got kicked and off, they, right? I think she got kicked off for having profanity on the uh, plane. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash prop report for your special offer. So I want this is a, a shout out for a patron saint. If you're a patron saint, you want a shout out, just message me. Let me know who you want to say hi to. Also, we are running a promotion for patron saints, our first ever swag. So if you are patron saints or you upgrade to patron saint, I should have enough supplies to last us through August. You will get my awesome 15 ounce propaganda report coffee mug, which I love. It has a nice thin rim so I can just I'm picky about how I drink my coffee. Anyway, so go to patreon.com slash propaganda report for that. And of course, that will entitle you to all disappearing patron parties. And there is one today. So if you're just hearing this, as soon as it's hot off the presses, it's not too late. It's actually a first Friday free for all for everybody who's in a party level tier, which is patrons of the truth and higher. But Joe is a patron saint. He wants a big shout out to his wife, Jen. He says, I love you and you have a great but oh <laughs> high praise indeed way to go jen <laughs> joe you're a lucky guy it's fantastic so yeah so what was your what i interrupted you ohio governor tests negative after positive result at trump visit earlier in the day so the ohio governor goes to the white house he's a republican he gets tested at the white house because everybody gets tested at the white house he tests positive so could he not go in then did it mention that? Because if you get tested positive, don't you get turned away? He must have. Been he was going away. to quarantine for two weeks. He was speaking from his porch initially before he had the other test done. So Talking. he was invited to the White House, and then how? I mean, if they're going to test you, obviously that's so you can. Yeah, they're not going to let you get near the president if you test positive. I would assume. Even though they know damn well. Well, he later tested matter. negative after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think whenever I hear that somebody tests positive, I always say, go get another test and see what happens because you, you just don't know what it's going to come back I with. And been, so what does that mean? Do you still quarantine if you get a positive and a negative? You probably still have to. Probably. I Or is it like, yeah, it's like the SAT where they just take your highest yeah, score. They take your positive test. So I'll tell you, I have been asked probably a dozen times already to fill out a form of whether or not I have been tested positive or live with someone who has. 
And I told you my husband took a damn test at one point just because he wanted to know for sure. And it was negative. Thank goodness. But I was like, don't take a test. What are you thinking? Right. The only people I know who tested positive were people who did not have symptoms. Yeah. And the people I know who tested negative, like, weren't feeling well. Yeah, he didn't have symptoms. And he's tested positive. Yeah. And what about the couple who had no symptoms, went to get a test, did not get the test, was found positive, and when they said, fix this, they were offered $800 from the hospital to not fix so it. $800 for opportunity one Opportunity to make a lot of money. There was I mean, some... there are millions of tests out there. If yeah. they're really, I mean, that's a million, 800, it's a billion dollars just off the top of my head, probably. There's been people who have been getting letters in the mail that... These are people who did take the test as opposed to ones who didn't. But the letter says they get two letters. One says they're positive. Then another one comes in and says they're negative. It's the same thing. It's just mass confusion. It's just driving people well, wild. It gives you no incentives. Yeah. It's incentives. So I wanted to mention this TikTok thing. I have this whole cascading thing of thoughts. Do you have a lot more? Uh, items because I can let's do this now and I'll do my Brent Scowcroft thing in the patron 15 people will like that it's a very deep dive into the deep state okay he died so let me tell you so TikTok Trump came out with his executive order that TikTok and WeChat are just going to be banned basically in 45 days something like that and then Microsoft or Somebody else, maybe Apple. I don't. I forget who's in the running. Better buy it by then, or all bets are off. You know, of course that tanks the price. I mean, yeah. I think that's a taking. At the same time, Facebook has unfolded Reels, which is their second attempt to compete with TikTok. I just saw an ad that the an ad an article that said the top TikTok earner last year made five million dollars herself personally. So the TikTok stuff is big money. If she's making that, imagine what bite. Dance is making. So Byte Dance. Byte Dance owns TikTok, like Tencent owns WeChat, and that's also on the block there. So, but let me just tell you how this is all cascading down. Do you mind? No, go ahead. So, this is saying there's going to be a cyber war with China. Mm -hmm. And I think if you start looking at it that way, you've got a, well, first of all, Facebook and Microsoft and Apple and stuff would be in control of everything, right? And China doesn't. And those are are essentially sisters of the defense industry. Like big tech is a defense offshoot. That's why it's in California. And they will use that stuff for surveillance. We keep hearing about how cyber is the new battleground, the new national security, the new borders that need to be secured. And if this is starting that kind of a war, maybe that's your hot war. It's not a cold war. It's a hot war, but like in South Korea, they're doing their normal like military exercises with the U.S. against North Korea, but it's digital. It's not even real. So I, th I think there's something to that. But what, what it could do, just the way that a, an embargo in the ocean could do, is it could actually or at least be used as an excuse, this big cyber attack that Klaus Schwab of World Economic Forum is warning us about. It could really interrupt the supply chain. And the articles I've seen about supply chain interruption so far has been food shortages, medicine shortages, and then cars. 
And I, I fold the car thing into something else that I've been thinking. So Uber kind of tanked a little bit today because the dry, the rides are down, but Uber Eats are up. And I thought if they've got traffic down and it's hard to get cars, if they're going to suppress all that, maybe this is the time for the infrastructure to be put in place for the driverless vehicles. And that, if that's what's happening, if, if they're really resetting everything from every direction like that from and now that money is flowing like mad you could do an infrastructure who's even going to notice that that this is really a huge reset the reset world economic forum called it the reset and that it's like run by the technocrats so klaus schwab tells us there's a cyber attack coming so i just looked and davos met in january i talked about it because it was their 50th anniversary and they met, there were 119 billionaires there in January. And Zuckerberg just made it to the cent a billionaire. So he's $100 billion. Good for worth. him. I know. I was worried about him. You know, we always worry about Facebook. Yeah. So, so, so I'm just thinking you're there in January. They, I was recently, we talked about a story where the billionaire's net worth is up like 20% while everybody else's is just freaking tanked. Yeah. So they're all at this meeting with Klaus Schwab and the other and lots of world leaders They're, I mean, that, if you look at the World Economic Forum's event 201, they said like you ha have to get everybody on the same page and you can do that by getting the billionaires to call the presidents of the different countries and use soft power to get them on the same page. Mm -hmm. I just feel like and as Dick Morris famously told us on the Sean Hannity show a long time ago, the agenda is not the agenda. So the agenda looked like it was going to be climate change, but the real agenda may have been something else and not on the website that like, this is what we're planning, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like they're, they're, the hidden hand isn't the free market. It's this cabal of billionaires. And I don't know who the hell Klaus Schwab is or who, who's got their hand up his back, but that's, I think, where where the where the brain lives davos i've always kind of thought it was in switzerland anyway. yeah there's definitely a lot of soft power at davos a lot of soft power that have names we've probably never heard of in fact in fact right, that's often, right. oftentimes when we start For to hear sure. about the people too much then they might not be as soft power anymore although some of these propagandists the they they do put their face forward a little bit but what you're saying about infrastructure infrastructure is interesting because there's been a lot of talk about what the post-covid world is going to be what office spaces what living is going to be like and i think this fits right into redoing the infrastructure because i think they're going to model it after the nba bubble i think they're going to have this smart technology to track and trace people to spray mist on people to take people's temperature when they walk through stuff i think that this is a reason to put in all this smart technology where you don't have to touch anything that can gather data that can track us that can tell us who we've been interacting with and they're already putting some of that stuff in yeah and as i think about that what's kind of the biggest problem these wars that are thrust upon us since the beginning of this country the biggest problem has always been the journalists who object to the war and trying to get around the first amendment for that and this this cyber corral has really has really put a stranglehold on on anybody who wants to play the typical role of the good journalist who says this is bullshit 
it's not worth it. What they say is this war, I understand what you're saying is the reason for the war, but it's not worth it. It's not just. That is what's happening here with these policies and stuff, but it's outrageous to object to it. Plus, the enemy is within. So it's not even we can. It's just people, they're Karens on every street corner. They're Karens on every street corner. That's a great line. (laughs) Literally in Colorado. Uh, I must tell you about Brent Scowcroft. In the patron 15? Yeah. And I want to tell you about the art of provocation, just a quick line about it that really expresses what the art of provocation is very, very well in the Patron 15. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will see you guys tonight at the patron party or we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.